Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. The last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. This is Andrew McFarlane. Hope you guys are feeling amazing. It has been a long time since I've podcasted, so I've missed you guys. I hope you've missed me too. Today we're talking about buying an existing juice bar business, okay? What are the pros? What are the cons? What do you need to look out for if you're considering it? And even if you're not considering it, by the end of this episode, maybe you will consider it more strongly. And if you do, You'll be prepared to understand what you need to be aware of and how to approach all of it, okay? So as of late, I've had a number of clients and potential clients talk to me about deals they're getting into, juice bars that they want to buy, they're evaluating. Um, and, you know, some of the mistakes that I see, to start with that, when people are looking at buying juice bar businesses is, one, they don't know how to evaluate and value the business. And when I say evaluate and value, okay, so um, evaluation from a standpoint of, you know, why is this business owner selling, right? And is this something that if I was to take over, I can really make the proper improvements so that I could succeed in this scenario, right? That's that's critical because obviously you don't want to buy a business that's succeeding or failing, but also that you can't take over and make that business thrive, okay? And then in terms of valuation, that's basically understanding, okay, this business owner is selling this company for X amount of dollars. Is this a fair price that I'm buying this business for? And that's a little bit more complicated to evaluate. Um, and so, you know, if that is the circumstance you're in, then I would say reach out to us so we can talk about it in more detail. But I will give you guys some tips and, you know, throughout this episode, okay? So let's start and talk about, you know, why you would and wouldn't, and then we'll get more granular as to, you know, if you are walking into that situation, what you need to look out for, okay? So firstly, why would you be interested in buying an existing juice bar company? Well, um, the obvious reason should be that it's going to save you a lot of time and energy from starting your own, right? Uh, buying a house that's already built is always easier than building a house from scratch, now, granted, in some situations, in most situations, buying a house that's already built is a lot more expensive, but you've reduced, if not completely eliminated, most of your construction risk, right? So the same thing goes for uh, building out a juice bar. It takes more time. In some situations, not all, it can be more expensive, right? So that's something that has to be evaluated. Um, but buying an existing juice bar business the major benefit is, hey, I don't have to go through all this process. I basically close on this deal, and I've got a business that is ready to go. Okay, so that's the, the biggest benefit. Saves time. Some situations saves money, but not always, right? Um, but overall, you don't have to create something from scratch. Now, that being said, what are the things and reasons why you wouldn't want to do that? So let's assume just to paint the picture, there's a scenario, there's, you know, ABC juice bar for sale. 
hmm, selling for a pretty good price. You know, if I start this on my own, I'm going to spend at least $150,000 or more. This business is selling for 60 grand. I should buy this business, obviously, right? It's a great price. <laughs> and the answer to that question is maybe, but maybe not. And so it's a bad idea to buy a juice business just because it's easy, right? I often say that easy isn't always good and isn't always smart. And a lot of times people do what's easy and convenient at the detriment of their long-term success. They end up in situations that they can't get out of or are just, you know, ultimately harder. And so somebody says, oh, I see this juice business. It's selling for 60 grand. If I do this on my own, it's going to be 150,000. So this is a good deal. But the reason that they are selling this business for 60 grand that you might not be aware of is because the business isn't succeeding. It's not doing well. It's not in a good neighborhood, right? Um, people don't want that product. It's the lease is bad, right? Um, there could be a whole number of reasons why that's a bad deal. It's a bad business to buy. You could be just buying into a bunch of debt, right? Like this business is losing $5,000 a month. Well, that's, that's bad because maybe it's 60,000 today. And then, you know, after a year, that's another 60 grand. You're just bleeding money. Um, that's not a good idea. Okay. So this is why it's really important to be able to really understand and evaluate like any investment. Is this a good investment? So what are some scenarios that make it a good investment? Okay, so let's say first scenario, this is a juice business that's actually making money. Now, how to even evaluate that is a deeper thing because there are scenarios where people's profit and loss statements might say they're making money, but it's because, you know, the owners of the company are running the company. They're not paying themselves a salary, so they're not including that. So it makes the business look like it's making more money than it actually is. Okay, that has to be understood. So is the owner of the company an active owner and manager and therefore is their salary just basically what's ending up on the bottom line? And is that enough? And is that in inspiring to you? Okay. Um, and then therefore also worth it based on the price. Um, then there are scenarios where businesses are just run poorly, right? If I was to put myself in a position just to kind of paint the ideal picture and I was looking at buying a juice bar, what's my favorite situation to walk into? Okay. Either a juice bar that's run perfectly, it's going well and it's, it's selling for a good price. Okay. And a good price being, you know, like one and a half times multiple, maybe two times multiple of whatever their net sales is. Okay. Um, or a situation where the business is in a great location, it's selling for a good price and the business isn't being run well, bad branding, bad management, not a great product. And so I know walking into the situation, I can bring a ton of value to this business out of the gate. I can just turn things around and make this business work. Another scenario that I would like to walk into is, okay, this business is making a lot of revenue on their top line, but they're not managing their expenses well, right? Because it's always more difficult. It's easier to save money than it is to get new customers. So if, you're, if this is a business making a million dollars a year, let's say just for the sake of conversation, and their net profit is 50000 well, I know that I can run that business so much more efficiently and turn that net profit into two hundred and fifty or 300000 or more, okay? So... A business that's already making a lot, a, a lot of money on the top line, which is going to also be something that needs to be evaluated. How do you know if it's a lot of money? Well, that's relative to a lot of different metrics that I don't, don't want to get into right now. But just understanding philosophically, what are the ideal situations to walk into? Okay, Situations you don't want to walk into is, like I said before, a business that is losing money 
and also can't, doesn't have the opportunity to make money, right? If a business is losing money, then basically it's an asset sale, meaning that you're going to pay for the assets in the business. That's the equipment that you're going to buy. That's pretty much what the business is worth, okay? Everything else, there's no what they call like um, uh, good faith, basically, which is the profit of the business, right? So you have the assets and then you have the profit. And so um, the business in that situation is really just an asset sale. So what's the equipment valued on the you know used marketplace? And then you're going to have to invest money in turning that business around, okay? So these are the scenarios that I would say it's worth buying a business or looking into it. Uh, and also understanding, too, just to kind of open your mind a little bit more, that there are situations where you could buy a business that's not a juice bar, right? Take the same approach, buy a business that's a coffee shop, pizza restaurant, something else, and then turn it into a juice bar, right? You use the same valuation metrics and then you just change the concept, but it's going to save you all that time and energy from having to build that business out from scratch. But the most important and crucial first step in all of this is when you're evaluating a business, if it's making money, well, it's got a proof of concept, um, depending on how much money it's making, how much you need it to make. Uh, but if it's not making money, you need to think, okay, is this a good neighborhood? Is this a good location? Why isn't this business making money? Can I improve upon the things that they are not doing in order to make this business profitable to my standard? Okay? All those things are really, really important. And if you can't answer yes to those questions, then it's a bad deal. And I, I want you to walk away from it because it's always more valuable for you long term to spend more money up front to make more money long term. And too many people decide, I'm going to do what's cheap up front but expensive long term. And that's not a wise mind state to do anything in life with, right? Whether you're investing in your education or you're investing in property, real estate, relationships, no matter what it is, it's always a bad decision to do what's cheap, easy, upfront for bad returns in the long run. All right. So let's talk about really evaluating the situation a little bit more. Okay. When you look at a business to evaluate it, the, as I mentioned before, you're going to want to look at how much money is this business making? Okay. Did this company keep proper records of their income and expenses? Okay, you're going to have to figure out ways to audit this information as well. That's through their POS data. That's going to be through um, their bank statements. Hopefully, they've kept good records. A lot of companies don't, especially businesses that are not making money. A lot of times, they just don't keep good accounting. So that's another thing to be to, to sift through. What is the uh, you know what is the staffing situation look like? How many employees do they have? Is the owner managing the business, right? What's the quality of their equipment? What are they doing for marketing? If they're doing any marketing, what's the quality of their brand, right? Um, all of these things need to be looked at. How many customers do they have? Okay, what does their menu look like? How big is their menu? How much spoilage do they have? When you look at a profit and loss statement, what are the big things? Labor, cost of goods, how much is the rent? And then speaking about rent, the other thing that you really need to evaluate, which is really, really, really important when buying a business, is what does their lease look like? If you walk into a situation where the owner of this company has got six months left on the lease and you haven't renegotiated or had some stipulations in your agreement that you're going to have to negotiate with the landlord and have a certain term uh, pan out, well, then guess what? When that six months is done, now the landlord can double the rent on you if they want to, 
right? So a lot of the value of a location is also the value of the actual lease itself, right? How much time is left on that lease, right? So you have to understand that you're not just buying the business, you're buying the lease, you're buying the assets, you're buying the kind of goodwill, good faith of the company in terms of how much positive cash flow they have if they do. So definitely buying a business is something to evaluate. It can be useful. It can be definitely a smart thing to do and look into if you're looking to get started in this and to do it creatively. Because the other thing too that I didn't mention yet, which is important to know, with business purchases, you can get creative with the sale terms. Let's say there's a company that's selling for hundred grand. You might walk in and say, okay, look, I can pay 50,000 up front and then use the cash flow of the business to float the other 50 grand and say, okay, I'll pay you the other 50 over the following two years or three years or whatever terms you negotiate. Because some business owners, you know, they could, it, they could want to sell the business for many reasons, which is important to understand too. Maybe there was a death in the family and they said, you know what, I was running this company with my brother, my brother passed away. I don't want to do this anymore. I need to get out. Okay. It could be, I'm moving states. It could be anything, right? But you, so depending on how creative they want to get with you in that relationship, you might be able to find favorable terms that work with your budget. If you look and you say, oh, this company's already making five grand a month, right? So I can float the rest of this loan that basically the previous owner is carrying for me. And I have 50,000 in front. Great. The business is hundred grand. So there's many things to evaluate. And so if you are really thinking about taking this route, reach out to me personally at andrew at startagusebar.com. We can talk through it. We can evaluate things. We can just help you find the right business to buy if you don't have one already um, and make sure that you're doing it correctly. Because obviously it's going to be a, a pretty big deal that you get the right terms, that you have the right price, you're evaluating correctly, you're negotiating that deal correctly and all of those things. But all in all, I am a fan of this strategy if done well. Okay, it can be one of the best and smartest things to do um, second to finding a location that is already built out and that you can utilize and leverage the existing equipment and just get into a lease and just have it be a turnkey situation where you're not actually even needing to buy a business. You're just getting into the lease and you're ready to go. And those situations are rare. Um, and also, too, like I said, you always have to make sure that you're in the right location. So you have to evaluate, evaluate the demographics, um, you know, competitors, everything else to assess if you execute well, how well you will be projected to do. So that's what I wanted to share for this episode. Hope it has been enlightening. Hope it's opened your mind. Hope it's, um, you know, been something that you didn't think about that now maybe you're thinking a little bit differently about. And as always, we run a full spectrum development firm. If you're thinking about getting into this industry, highly recommend you reach out to us. You can reach me personally, like I mentioned before, at my email, andrew at startagusbar.com. Our mission is really to create a world where there are more juice bars and healthy food service cafes than unhealthy food service cafes. And we're going to do that together. So I'll see you at the next episode. 